I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Hello and welcome to the following on podcast from TalkSport. I'm Georgie Heath, and for the next 15 minutes or so, you'll hear about all the action from the final day at the Women's Ashes Test Match. Play has just concluded before lunchtime on day five, as England batters were stunned by an incredible bowling performance from Australia's Ash Gardner. Her 8 for 66 was the best bowling figures ever from an Australian woman, and she finished the game with 12 wickets in the match. At the start of play on day five, England were 116 for five, needing 152 to win, and the hope was still there. It's so often the hope that kills you. When night watcher Kate Cross fell in the first hour, it started a difficult morning for England's batters. But Danny Wyatt, she held firm. She was the pick of the batters and managed a half-century on test debut before she was the final wicket to fall, and the Aussie dominance continued with Ash Gardner on a mad one with the ball. England now find themselves 4-0 down in this multi-format series with three ODIs and three T20s to go, each worth two points each. To win the Ashes, England must now win five of the six remaining games. And against the best side in the world, it's a tough ask. What a game we've seen and what a spectacle of women's test cricket. What an incredible argument for women's test matches and what an incredible display of cricket we've seen showing that five-day women's test matches should be the norm. This is the following on podcast. I'm Georgie Heath and I'm now joined for the final time in this match by Polly Starkey. Wow, Polly, what a game to digest. How are you feeling right now? Because I am absolutely cream-crackered. Yeah, I am also very tired. I think a little bit disappointed as well. Of course, I am a little bit pessimistic as normal. But I think going into the final day, I was like, England could actually do this. I think there is a chance. However, it just really didn't quite work out for England um, in, in any way. And I think Australia just looks so hungry for the win. And that's classic Australia. But um, yeah, coming out today... 
England didn't perform how they should. I thought Danny White was excellent, but no one really stuck with her. You could see visibly how frustrated Sophie Eccleston was when she got out. And I think Sophie Eccleston was kind of England's last hope. And if they wanted to win, she needed to stay in. So as soon as she went and we're down to Lauren Filer and Lauren Bell, there was kind of no hope. And like I said, it's the hope that kills you. But we have seen an incredible display of bowling from Ash Gardner. She just stunned the England batters today. Was that the best bowling performance you've seen live? I think so, yeah. I mean, it, it's difficult to decide between Sophie Eccleston and, and Ash Gardner, but I think Ash taking those wickets this morning, but also just being consistent across the game, was excellent. I thought in particular... Uh, her work with Alyssa Healy was great. So four of her wickets came from catches by Alyssa Healy behind the stumps and one of them was stumps. So her kind of work with Healy in in that area was was great, but just always looked like a threat. And again, it, it does make England look a little bit silly when, you know, Heather Knight was saying at the beginning of the week, yeah, the pitch isn't going to deteriorate. We're not going to play, we're only going to play Sophie Eccleston as, as a main spinner. So... You know, Australia clearly had kind of selections right and, and Ash Gardner really put a shift in for them. England did go toe-to-toe with Australia for most of the game and we can't ignore the performances from some of the England players. We had a 200 from Tammy Beaumont. She made history and then two five-wicket hauls from Sophie Eccleston. But they are still on the lo- losing side and that's the first time this has ever happened. That shows just what it takes to beat this Australian side. It's almost if someone doesn't quite perform how you think they might, someone else steps up. In the first innings, we saw Elise Perry score 99 and then it was still one-upped by Annabelle Sutherland with her unbeaten 137. And then we saw the bowling. Talia McGrath, she was on fire and her in tandem with Ash Gardner today. England just had no answer for it. And Ash Gardner, you know, when they're on a roll, I'm sure, I'm sure it's happened to you bowling before, Polly. Never quite happened to me yet in my very short but illustrious cricket career, when someone's just having a day like that and they just they almost get in your heads as well. And that's what Australia do. They can get in your heads because they know how to win. Winning becomes a habit. We talk about it so often. And that's what Australia can do. But England will be really frustrated by that game today. But they also have got a lot to take from it. I think it's going to be difficult because they've got to go and pick themselves up after this. They've gone 4-0 down and we're off to Edgbaston on Saturday. What kind of things do you think Coach John Lewis will be saying to them between now and then? Because yesterday, they came out yesterday morning absolutely flying, having had a really, a bit of a poor show last thing on day three. Where do you think they lost it and what do you think John Lewis will be saying? Yeah, I think I was hoping that John Lewis overnight would have had quite a galvanising talk with them and they would have come out firing like they did on on day four. I think day three, that evening session was quite significant in terms of kind of just letting Australia pile on the runs and England's bowling was a shocker, to be honest. It was some of the worst bowling I've seen from England um, in a while. So it, it wasn't great and I think that was a key point where they lost it. But yesterday morning, they kind of came out and put that pressure back on of course last night it wasn't great either um with losing wickets and they were in such a good situation when they bowled Australia out and it it was a very chaseable target and you think oh England could do this and then it felt like they kind of thrown it away um losing those wickets before the end of play 
And so it meant that coming into today, their task was much bigger than it than it really should have been. Silly shots, for example, Nats of a Brunt's um, to get out. It's not great, and I think it's those margins by, uh, by which England lose. Nats of a Brunt, we mentioned her. We didn't see her bowl much at all in this game. And I saw her warming up yesterday, heavy strapping on her knee, a la Ben Stokes. Something about England all-rounders at the moment, but... That could be a real worry for England and it sort of took their bowling attack out of kilter somewhat, not being able to just have that sort of reliance on another seamer. We obviously have got less spinners than we thought. Well, we can always talk Captain Hindsight. There should have been another spinner, let's be honest. The likes of Charlie Dean, Sarah Glenn, I think they were in the crowd at one point this week watching, probably licking their lips at the idea of it, especially after seeing what Sophie Eccleston had done. But Nat Siverbrunt, any team with her in it is a better team and whether that's the ball or the bat. So they're going to have to really think about preserving her and how they're going to manage her going into the next game because you can't afford to not have her in there. And the physio is also going to have to do a hell of a lot of work on Sophie Eccleston's shoulder between now and then. Yeah, I'd imagine Natsa Rabrant would not be utilised very much with the ball um, during the white ball stuff. The test match was kind of an indicator of that and they want to save her for the batting, which is fair enough. But then they will need to be careful of selection and who they pick based on that because suddenly, you know, as you say, you are missing a massive part of the bowling lineup and that really affected England, I think. I guess England knew going into the test match that she wasn't going to bowl very much, but that is quite surprising if that is the case considering you know their selection and and not having many bowling options if you if you compare it to Australia so it is a concern heading into the white ball but i can understand england wanting to kind of preserve her for the batting because she's far more valuable with the bat than the ball so we've come to the end of a 5 day test match only the second one in history we've used all 5 days it's been somewhat emotional it's been draining it's been exciting We've had moments of rain, we've had sun, we've had huge crowds in. Lots in here today on a Monday, school time, to watch the end of this. Yes, Australia have come out on top, but it has been quite a display of cricket and quite a display of women's test cricket. I actually rocked a t-shirt the other day that said, more women's test matches, please, and I'm going to stand by that. Maybe I'll get it tattooed on my forehead, but don't quote me on that one. Yes, England were on the losing side, but cricket is the winner. So, at the end of the first game in this women's multi-format Ashes series, Australia, they've come out on top. They have won the Test match. They are now 4-0 up. There are 16 points on offer in total. We have three T20s and three ODIs still to bring you after this, starting at Edgbaston on Saturday. You're listening to the following on podcast, and that is the end of us here at Trent Bridge. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. 
If you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Britain feels broken, but how do we fix it? Westminster just doesn't seem to have the answers, but we have found some people who do. Join me, journalist Becca Hudson, and me, the former MP Ed Vasey, for How I'd Fix. From the price of a pint to the housing crisis, this is the show where we take an alternative look at the problems plaguing the nation. And hear practical solutions from those in the know. Catch new episodes of How I'd Fix wherever you get your podcasts. Rebuilding Britain starts here.